Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 24, and the topic for today is managing stress. I'd like to start, as we usually do, with a series of quotes to get us going on this topic. The first is by Lee Iacocca. He says, In times of great stress or adversity, it's always best to keep busy, to plow your anger and your energy into something positive. James C. Dobson says, There are very few certainties that touch us all in this mortal experience. But one of the absolutes is that we will experience hardship and stress at some point. Sidney Harris says, The time to relax is when you don't have time for it. Bill Clinton says, Sometimes when people are under stress, they hate to think, and it's the time when they most need to think. Britney Spears says, Every night I have to read a book so that my mind will stop thinking about the things that I stress about. And finally, Nihold Nyber says, Grant us the serenity of mind to accept that which cannot be changed, the courage to change that which can be changed, and the wisdom to know the one from the other. I think some excellent ideas on this whole topic of stress and how to manage it. And as you also gathered from the quotes, and I'm sure from your own life, everybody has a number of stressors that influence them at any one time of their lives, and there may be times when you have more or less stress. There's also times globally when there are certain events that happen in the world that also cause stress across the board for a lot of people. And uh, it is that also that has inspired me to do this particular uh, podcast on this particular topic right now because of the world's focus on an increasingly you know, worrying uh, set of financial circumstances. And that has led to a lot of stress around the globe and a lot of other worries and the like that associate with it as well. So what I'd like to do is take you through, as we normally do, a set of 10 ideas that can help you manage this stress. And notice that I didn't make the title of the session, you know, eliminating stress. We fundamentally need to manage it. You know, stress is, to a certain degree, a reality of existence, as the quotes also mentioned. And we really just have to get good at dealing with it and managing it and making sure that it doesn't adversely affect our life experience and happiness. We want to use particular techniques to ensure that we can, in fact, continue to deal with what we need to deal with in our day-to-day existence even when we have various things that cause us stress. Let's start with the first idea. The first idea actually comes from Stephen Covey's initial ideas on the seven habits of highly effective people. And it's very much related to the Nihold Niber quote as well that many people I think subscribe to and and really like to think about when it comes to situations like this. And I'm suggesting here that you should think about that even more. 
and that is the idea of understanding your circle of influence versus your circle of concern. Both uh, Niebuhr and Covey talk about this whole notion that there's a lot that we experience in our day-to-day existence. We can worry about any number of those topics that impinge on, on us on any one day. But what's really important to know, especially with regard to managing your stress, is understanding the situations that you can control and influence and the things you can't. Because fundamentally, managing stress should be about making sure that you focus on and stay engaged in addressing and changing things that need to be changed that are within your circle of influence, the things that you can actually affect a change in versus the things that really are beyond your control and really distancing yourself from the areas of stress that you really can't do anything about. So the world sort of economic situation is certainly something that is of concern, but most people in their day-to-day existence can't do an awful lot about it. You can look at your own situation and see what kinds of things you should be doing to make sure that you minimize any direct effect of it on you. But most of what's going on in this area really isn't something that you do have any direct control over. And so thus shouldn't also be a, an area of concern that should be causing you huge stress, right? If you can't do anything about it, you really shouldn't be focusing as much on it. And so you want to make sure that you focus on what you can actually have an impact on and what you can't. Number two is to lower your arousal level. And there's really this notion that when we are stressed, our overall nervous system is in a form of fight or flight. We talked about this in the managing anger episode as well. What we're really dealing with here is a heightened state of arousal that's caused by the stress. And what effect that has on you and your brain is that it narrows your area of focus. You're not as attentive to all the cues and clues and stimuli in your environment. You're not even aware of as many alternatives to a situation as that actually exist. And this is natural for our bodies because when we want to be in a fight or flight kind of state, if you're being threatened, you want to focus directly and intensely on only the very thing that you need to be doing at that particular moment. But retaining and continuing to live within a heightened state of arousal like that is not adaptive, is not beneficial, and is in fact damaging to you if you're not in a real fight or flight situation. Which means that if you have that state of heightened arousal caused by stress, you're not going to be as effective as you possibly can be in your day-to-day activities, whether that's at work or dealing with the rest of your family. You really are handicapping yourself by staying in a state of arousal caused by stress if you don't reduce your level of arousal. Well, you might then say, how do I go about reducing that level of heightened arousal caused by stress? And one of the most effective ways of doing that 
that I've mentioned previously in this podcast series is to focus on your breathing. Really have a direct impact and you have direct control over influencing your arousal level by controlling your breathing. If you control the amount of your in-breath, your inhalation versus your exhalation, you can influence how your arousal level can be reduced. So if you take a deep breath in and you hold it there for a while by the count of, let's say, uh, five, and then you want to exhale, and you want to exhale for at least twice as long as your inhalation, and maybe if you can manage it, even longer than that as well. The way that you get to reduce your arousal and to be more calm and to reduce the arousal level of your nervous system is by increasing the length of your exhalations or your out-breaths versus your in-breaths or inhalation. So that's an area that, especially when you're really getting yourself into a state, if you're really getting worried about something, the way to quite rapidly get yourself into a calmer state and, and it's a way that you can do it without anybody even noticing is to just by yourself focus on a deep breath in and then blowing out your breath very slowly, very, very slowly. And you do that several cycles over and you will notice a reduction in your arousal level. And you can even assess that yourself if you want by checking your pulse, your actual heart rate. Okay, let's go on to number three. Number three is progressively relax your muscles. This is another whole area where part of the problem with stress is that you're often not aware of the instances where you're in fact uh, have tension in your body that is there. You have tight muscles and you're not aware of it, but those tense muscles are again also increasing your overall arousal level and your overall stress level as well. And so the other idea here is to go through what's called progressive muscle relaxation. I'll uh, include a link to this technique within the show notes as well. But what this basically involves is taking each muscle group progressively in your body and tensing it. So for example, starting with your right foot, you tense that muscle, hold it, or the collection of muscles that are in your foot rather, hold it for a while, sense the tension in your muscle, and then relax the muscles in your right foot and notice the relaxation. Notice the difference between the tensed state and the relaxed state. Then you move up to the uh, entire right leg and foot. And again, tense all the muscles there, hold it, sense what that feeling is like, and then relax those muscles and notice the difference in the relaxation. And essentially you move all the way through your body progressively in muscle groups like that until you get to the face and you do the same with your face. And if you do that on a regular basis, you'll also notice that you'll be much more relaxed. You'll have a much better sense of 
when your body is tense as well and have the ability to relax those muscles as well. Number four is to exercise vigorously. This is one of those areas where you may not think that you have the time, but you need to take the time, as I've talked about it again earlier in the series, about the importance of overall exercise to fitness. In that episode, really talked about the importance of a good exercise regimen in order to keep yourself fit and healthy. But in this particular episode, I want to also emphasize the importance of exercise in reducing your stress. When you're stressed, you also create a number of hormones and you also generate a lot of adrenaline, which again is preparing yourself for this fight or flight response that I talked about earlier. But if you don't expend that energy, if you're just sitting there worrying, that basically causes any number of problems in your body, not the least of which is that you don't actually get to reduce your stress afterwards either. So one of the ways of essentially using up some of those stress hormones and the tenseness in the muscles and the like as well is to exercise vigorously, essentially use up all that extra adrenaline, deplete it, engage all of those muscles in the exercise activity, and then get yourself to a level afterwards of some level of calm. So having a regular exercise program will also not only make you more fit and make you more healthy, it will also very effectively reduce your level of stress. Number five is get sufficient sleep. Now, in this case, many of the studies have been done in this area have talked about, in, every time there seems to be a new study that's come out on this topic, it seems to reinforce that we need more and more sleep. And it reinforces everything that we know is beneficial about the importance of sleep, its reparative nature. And you really need to engage in activity that, especially when you're stressed and you're also working really hard, you really don't think you have the time for it, but you really need to take the time to get sufficient sleep in order to make sure you're not running on empty, so to speak, especially in a really stressful environment. And if you make sure that you do some of the things that I've already just talked about, the controlling your breathing, doing the progressive muscle relaxation work, you know, having uh, sufficient exercise, that can also lead you to being able to sleep more easily as well. So this is not one to do independently of all of the others that I've talked about here because it may well be very difficult to sleep if you have all kinds of worries on your mind that uh, will prevent you from getting to sleep, for example. So if you really work on these physical things like the breathing, the muscle relaxation, and the exercise, it'll increase the likelihood you will be able to get to sleep and also get good sleep as well. Number six is to distract yourself. You know, I talked off the top about all of the things that are within your circle of influence versus what's in your circle of concern. What do you do about the things that are in your circle of concern? I already said that you need to work on the areas of the circle of in the things that are within your circle of influence, 
That's the kind of stuff you do want to make sure you're doing well, especially in a stressful sort of environment. But what do you do about those other things? The other things that you really can't do anything about, but you still are concerned about them nonetheless, and they are causing you stress. There are a number of things that you can do, but one of the best ways is just to not engage yourself in a lot of thinking about those other areas of concern. And there are a number of ways you can do that. You know, one is, uh, for example, don't subject yourself to a lot of that negative material. You may well want to, you know, read a newspaper here or there, but don't, don't just get completely in-depth on a topic that you have no influence over. Yeah, you want to know what's going on. You should know what may be negative things that are going on that are going to affect uh, a number of people. You know, yes, you should be informed, but don't obsess. Don't read, don't listen to the news, for example, in this particular time, so much so that you get yourself so stressed out by listening or reading about all of that. Ignore it. You know enough about it after listening to it or reading one very short article. You don't have to subject yourself to it all of the time. And instead, you'll also need to actively distract yourself from concerns like that, whether that's sort of the, the major things that are going on in, in the world at the moment, but any number of things that really bother you, but yet you have no, no influence over making them any different, what I'd suggest you do here is distract yourself from those thoughts. You have ruminations typically, which are repetitive thoughts about a particular topic that may be concerning you. A really good way to stop yourself from really engaging in worry about those is to distract yourself from them. And so I know the quote that I read with regard to Britney Spears, that she needs to read a book before she can get to sleep at night, is a very good technique. So she's distracting herself and really getting into some other thought pattern and getting her thoughts onto something else that then, when her thoughts are in reading the book, will also take them away from the worry that she had as well. My own experience is that if you're really stressed... You often need to have an even more powerful method of grabbing your attention. And as many of you know, and many of you experience, because you're probably listening to me directly on your earbuds or other methods of directly listening to me, and my voice is going directly into your ears and directly into your brain, that's an even more effective way of distracting yourself from thoughts that are troubling you is by listening to, whether it's a book or whether it's podcasts or whether it's listening to music, but often it's actually listening to words, listening to audio, uh, spoken audio, for example, uh, will tend to interrupt any worry that and re repeating worrying thoughts that may be going through your head at any one time. So if you find that you really need to get out of uh, a situation where you're really concerned and really ruminating on a number of, of, of thoughts that keep recurring, the idea here is to get yourself distracted. You can do any number of other things too, just to get yourself out of the situation. So whatever you find is particularly good for you to really distract yourself 
and really force your mind in particular, but probably also your body, but most, most importantly, your mind from the areas of worry, that's what you should be engaging yourself in. Now, I want to reiterate, though, that as I said in number one, when I talked about understanding your circle of influence versus your circle of concern, concern, you want to make sure, though, that you're not just distracting yourself from the things you really should be doing. You know, the, the Bill Clinton quote uh, off the top talked about this whole notion of when people are in a stressful situation, they don't like to think, but it may in fact be the best time to think and to really to have an impact. Don't dra- distract yourself from everything, to sort of opt out of everything when you're in a stressful situation. You want to make sure that you're really focusing on the things that you do need to focus on and get done, but very importantly, to distance yourself from and distract yourself from things that you may be worrying about but don't have any real impact or likelihood of impact of changing you know those things that's what you want to distract yourself from number seven is get social it's very important during times when you're really stressed that you not do it alone that you not spend all kinds of time just spending it by yourself we are social beings We tend to feel a lot better when we're with other people. And times of stress are really important times to also get with other people, including possibly talking to those other people about the things that are concerning you and getting a different perspective from them on it as well. But you want to guard against, you know, just increasing your level of stress by getting together with other people and and commiserating on a particular topic that makes you even more stressed. So you don't want to necessarily do that. So you want to go do social things that are that are fun, that are also distracting you from any uh, any concern and the like, especially in the areas where you can't have an impact. So make sure that you don't stay on your own the whole time when you're dealing with a stressful situation. Number eight is to focus your energies. Now I talked about this notion of focusing on the things that are within your circle of influence. I also talked about the importance of reducing your level of arousal so you can, in fact, appropriately be effective and not be incapacitated by being very, very stressed and having a high level of arousal. Once you've got yourself into a state where you can really be more relaxed, You want to make sure that you focus your energies even further. And this is an area where a number of you, I'm sure, have particular techniques that work for you. You know, whether it's doing some meditation, doing yoga, doing some level of hypnosis. There are other ways of ensuring that you hone and further optimize your energy focused on the task that you need to get done, ways of focusing your your mind's attention to a particular task. So we talked about the distraction. That's really important to get done. But when you're actually doing the work that you need to do, you still need to really even be razor focused on that task and making sure you do it really, really well. And you want to hone your concentration abilities, basically, with some of these other techniques as well. So whatever techniques would work for you once you're now no longer in this aroused state and the like you've done the other things that we've talked about you want to now work on 
being able to concentrate even better and use those techniques as well. Number nine is to moderate your substance use. Now, when people find themselves in times of stress, it's often tempting to use some levels of substances, whether that's alcohol, whether that's drugs of certain types, and those be, may be prescribed medication as well as you know illicit sort of drugs. But, and I'd like to make the point here that some very moderate use of those kinds of substances can be some of some value here. But you're on a slippery slope too if you use those kinds of substances as your coping mechanism for dealing with stress as well. So having, you know, a glass of wine or a drink at night when you come home from work, or you come back from your classes at university or whatever, you know, that's generally been shown to be very effective, not only for health, but also just for your ability to relax and your ability to unwind. You want to make sure that you don't overdo that, though, during times of stress, because we're very, very vulnerable during times like that to get into a habit of, of abusing those substances as well, because they do tend to work and you can end up relying on those to the exclusion of any of the other things that I've been talking about here, and then find yourself having additional difficulties that you weren't even dealing with prior to these periods of stress as well. So use those substances effectively in very, in moderation, but make sure that you don't abuse them in the effort to deal with your stress. Number 10 is to assess your progress. As I regularly say toward the end of each of these podcast episodes, talk about whatever the topic is that we've dealt with during that particular session and to, on a regular basis, think about how that's going. So if you're going to use one of these methods, or I'd even suggest one or two or three of them during the next week, you want to now see how effective those are at reducing your stress level, seeing if one or the other of these is more effective for you than the others, and essentially carry out these ideas, practice them this week, and then see which of them are working well to figure out the ones that aren't working well. Maybe you need to you know, try to improve the way that you're doing that particular technique or that particular technique just might not work as well for you anyway. Find the ones that work for you in lowering your stress level and over time you'll find yourself being able to manage stress really effectively. And after you've practiced those ideas that I've talked about here on a regular basis for significant periods of time, that every time that you notice that you're getting yourself really kind of hyper, really kind of stressed out, you then get into, for example, that breathing exercise that I talked about. And you remember to do that and you do it very effectively and unobtrusively and thereby reduce your level of arousal. Once you do that on a regular basis, 
as I've said all along through this series, you're going to develop a good habit and that good habit will end up then serving you well in your toolbox of habits that you can bring into play into a particular situation that you find yourself in. So when you find yourself in a particularly stressful situation, you'll be able to pull out your well-practiced habits that we talked about during this podcast episode and be able to reduce your level of stress. So that's the topic for this episode and this particular installment. I'd like to thank you as always for listening. I'd like to suggest, as I always do too, to get into contact with me at lifehabits at gmail.com. You can also find the show notes and any links to additional material on lifehabits.net. And you can also go into iTunes to the Life Habits page there, provide any comments and ratings as well. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you all next time, and bye for now.